1: Joins us right now, Bronze Beat reporter Daryl Ryder, 92.3 The Fan, 92.3 The Presented by Scheinman Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Daryl, how the hell are you?
2: Good guys, how are you?
1: We're doing okay. Uh, first off, let's just address the elephant in the room because Lima accused me of, I would say, pussyfooting around the situation this morning. Baker Mayfield yesterday, your thoughts?
2: Um... I thought he played a great game up until that last interception, and you know Baker is a guy that isn't afraid to uh, to take chances with the you know games on the line. I mean, I I thought he had an outstanding season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he's probably their best option uh, next season and and going forward. So, um, yeah, I I don't I don't have a lot of negative thoughts. Uh, ab- about it. Um happy for Lions fans, but yeah, that that throw at the end there uh, where he tried to thread the needle. Um Vintage Baker and um it cost him.
1: See, Lima accused me of being a sissy about it, not necessarily going full on. And I could understand why, but my my theory was I don't think it's real anymore. I think that the people who are obsessively Arguing about Baker pulling for or against Baker Mayfield. I think they live online. I, I don't think it's a real argument anymore. I mean, I open it up to people and we got one or two people getting in. Um, yeah. I, I don't. Baker Mayfield doing better or worse does not justify whatever we did or didn't do in terms of helping the quarterback situation here. D- Deshaun yeah. Watson needs to come back healthy and play well for them to justify what they did at the quarterback situation. Baker Mayfield losing in the divisional round of the game does nothing for me.
2: Well, I mean, look, he's got more he's got more playoff wins than the Browns do. I mean, Congratulations
1: that, that, on all his success.
2: Yeah, I you know, I mean, it look, I mean, it, it was good for both sides to to move on. Um, you know, the, the Browns made a decision that uh paying him uh that type of money was not gonna get them where they uh, wanted to go. He bet on himself this year after bouncing around uh you know here with Tampa Bay, and it paid off. Um, and he should be re- rewarded for that. He, he played arguably, uh, his, his best season as a pro better than he did, uh, in 2020 when the Browns went 11 and five, uh, and they found themselves a couple of, uh, plays away from the conference championship game. So, um, he bet on himself. It, it, it paid off for him. Uh, it should be a very, uh, lucrative offseason for him, but yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I think you can respect, the role he played in help helping the Browns go from a team that could not win a football game, literally could not win a football game, to uh, being a playoff team, and appreciating that he went into Pittsburgh and helped them, you know, take the boots to the Steelers and uh, you know, and, and things like that. But injuries and fit led to his uh, demise here. Uh, the browns decided that they uh, needed to go in a different direction and that's okay I just I, I don't think that you need to hate on the guy or you know what I mean like the Browns already kicked him to the curb <laughs> they already moved on so i I don't know why you you have to hate on the guy um but I, I certainly don't root against him happy for him you know good good for him he had a great year but um yeah uh I yeah I I just I don't I, I don't know why you have to uh, celebrate someone else's failures because it didn't work out. Because it's here. fun when he. that's fine. <laughs> let's be honest.
3: It's fun. It's <laughs> sports hate. Sports hate I, drives I, us.
2: I, I was waiting for you there, Lima. <laughs> I was open. I kicked the door open for you. You're welcome.
3: I agree with you though. I thought. I thought he played really, really well. I mean, he and Mike Williams. The only reason they were in that game, their defense yeah. let them down. They were. They were not good.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, he he had a great year. He really did um I, I don't think anyone expected tampa bay to be worth anything uh you know they were supposed to win four or five games this year they ended up some way somehow winning a terrible division and uh they won a playoff game they you know they they, they they were able to knock out the eagles so good for him like i said i'm not gonna sit here hate on the guy just because he failed in a big moment there um that that's a situation you dream of as a kid right football is in your hands Uh, with a chance to drive down the field and, uh, uh, you know, potentially, uh, you know, force overtime or whatever uh, in in a playoff game. And, you know, he tried threading the needle there, and he got burned by it.
3: All right, Dale Ryder with us uh, watching the playoffs. And now it looks like Brown's going in a different direction, offensive coordinator. That's where we last left it at the end of last week. Where are they now? And what would you think of Ken Dorsey taking over? And who's going to call the plays?
2: Um... I'll be honest with you. I'm not really impressed with the candidate list right now. Um, I mean, Ken Dorsey got fired by the Bills. (laughs) Like, okay, in the middle Mm. of a season. Mm. Oh, Uh, wow. He had Josh Allen up there. So, not real impressed there. Uh, Andy Dickerson's not going to be the offensive coordinator. This This is a guy that has spent basically his entire NFL coaching career as an assistant position coach. You you are not handing coordinator duties over to. Do uh, they think uh, Bill Callahan's leaving? Uh, well, I I think that that's a, if I mean the reports are that his kid's going to get some head coaching interviews this week
1: because that was my thought was Daryl is like okay if you throw because yep. you can't go coach you they can block you from going OL coach to OL coach but if they throw another title on you right you know yeah, you can do it, that.
2: Yeah, and, and here's the thing, too, is you teams do this over all the time. They interview over the position that they're actually looking for, right? Uh, how many times do you see guys interview for head coaches in jobs that end up being coordinators or guys that interview for coordinators that come back and end up being position coaches for teams? So um, uh, I am intrigued by uh, Jared Johnson, the Texans quarterback coach, and the work that he did uh, with C.J. Stroud. Um, but yeah, right now, like they, they got rid of Alex Van Pelt and I understand, you know, whatever you want, new voice, new, new way of doing things, whatever, but I not really blown away by the list of candidates so far.
1: Do you believe that Kevin Stefanski, like say if they got Ken Dorsey, do you believe Kevin Stefanski would give up play calling?
2: I think there's a chance he would, but I wouldn't. Why? Like it's what he does. Good. He's good at calling plays. Why, why does he need to give up play calling? Why? Why is that? You know what I mean. Like, why are still why are people still beating that dead horse? Kevin Stefanski's shown that he's really good at calling plays. So why does he have to give it up now?
1: Is there a possibility he feels it could be better with somebody else? Especially after what Deshaun Watson said on the locker
2: verse? I didn't hear what Deshaun said. Well,
1: he had said lockers. that he didn't really like the, and I can understand why. It sounds me telling you does not give it justice. And Owen has left the room, so I can't play it for you right now. Okay. But. Uh, What he said in the locker verse was that he doesn't really like the script at the beginning. I think he basically said that it's not going to be what defenses see anyway, and it holds him back.
2: Okay. Um, Maybe Joe Flacco really liked the script at the beginning. All right. Well, Joe Flacco is the exact type of
1: quarterback he would want. Joe Flacco is a 39-year-old quarterback. So, I mean, these guys are literally um, the last of a dying breed. And well, they're Joe not dying Flacco, Joe soon, Flacco
2: but... played better than f- in five games than Deshaun Watson has in 12.
1: Well, you know, Joe Flacco's not the one getting paid $250 million, so I guess we're going to have know. to find a way to make it work with the other guy now, aren't
2: we? Uh, I, I know. I'm just saying. Like, I, I just, I, I, don't know that you get to criticize the script when you're the guy being paid and you're not
4: performing. Well, I don't it think it sounded you're like he was available. criticizing.
1: And we, we, Owen's back. We can play the audio for you, okay? Now, let me get Watson 0-2 there. Sorry, Owen. I didn't mean to throw you under the bus. But I want to get Watson O2 here. This is Watson, uh, QB Lockerverse here, uh, when he was talking about the the play scripts, and he might not be the biggest fan.
5: A lot of time, I'm not sure if, if if your OCs did it, but, like, the first 15 plays, first 20, so you're trying to play within that, all right? This is where the ball usually go. You go throughout the week. You go throughout the different looks. All right, this, here, here, here. i never been a fan of that, just because I know the other team's going just quick and I got to adjust because cool. they're not going to play me the same way like the other quarterback. They're not going to play me the same way like Brock Purdy. You feel me? They're not going to play me the same way like a tool because I can use my legs, I can run, I do a lot more movement in the pocket, things like that. So, like, for me, I think, like, the first half, like I'm trying to figure it out, and, like, I start off slow. But once that third and fourth quarter come around, uh-huh. now you just calling your best plays. You trying to make work, and you got to make, your playmakers got to make plays, especially in that fourth quarter.
1: Audio courtesy of QB Unplugged via Lockerbers. All right, now what you say now, Daryl?
2: Whatever.
3: <laughs> <Whoa! laughs> <Darryl>. Whatever. Whoa! Boy, Daryl. Whatever. Whoa!
2: Can you expand it's on that? It's your job. It's your job to perform out there and execute the plays that are called. Plain and simple, and it's the coach's job to give you stuff that accentuates what you do best. Like I said, Joe Flacco had no problem with the scripts, and he scored touchdowns. Joe Flacco's got one fewer touchdown pass in five games than Deshaun Watson had in 12. So, yeah, whatever. You're paid $230 million. Go out there and perform. That That's all I care about. Like, I, I just... It's a symbiotic relationship, right? Coaches got to do their best to put the players in position to be successful, and then it's on the players to go out there and execute. You know what the the, the coaches give them. So um, if he doesn't like the scripts, okay, fine, whatever. Then I then I that's something he needs to instead of talking about that on the podcast. Maybe he needs to have a conversation with Kevin Stefanski. Well, I'm sure
1: they've it. had a conversation about it. You know.
2: I'm sure they have too, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I just – hes this is a big year for Deshaun Watson. This is make or break for him this year. Um, and they've got a lot invested in him, and everything that they do the, this offseason will be done to help him be successful. But, yeah. Okay. Lime well, of the floor is yours. All right, Daryl. Uh, th-
3: this coordinator thing, you know, this is – Obviously, we're trying to get to the root of trying to get Deshaun back to Deshaun. I can sense the frustration in your voice when you have a quarterback basically. Well, I
2: mean, it's not like he's available. I, he he's missed 22 games in two years now. Eleven of those this year not his fault. He got hurt. Can't can't help that. First year totally his fault. So um, he hasn't played a full season since 2020. Um. And it's going to be imperative that they have a legitimate backup quarterback because I don't know that you can trust he's going to be available for all 17 games this coming season. You, you have to plan for him to miss time. And so you need to be in a position like you were luckily able to find yourself this year where, hey, you were able to find someone that could come in off the street sitting on the couch and play better than the guy you gave $230 million to. <laughs> so I don't know what to tell you. But... Um, you know, it's a big year for all involved to make this thing work. Script or no script. All
3: right, Daryl, who is going to the Super Bowl?
2: Uh, I think it's going to be Ravens 49ers, but that's not who I'm rooting for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd, lo- I'd love to see the Lions in the Super Bowl. Um, it, it, that's just such a fantastic story. Uh, I, I wasn't sure that the Dan Campbell thing was going to work in Detroit, and I was I was dead wrong. Uh, I mean, it it has been f- uh, fantastic. Um, and then, like you know, you can't have the Ravens back in the Super Bowl. <laughs> we 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 can't have that here in Cleveland, right? Yeah, I said I'm rooting for Kansas City. Yeah, so, yeah. I just
3: didn't know if you were sick of Kansas City because there's certain no there's a certain amount of fans all over oh, no, the country no, 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 who no, are no. done with it, Kansas City.
2: If the Ravens are involved, I'll I'll. Be okay with seeing Patrick Mahomes back in the Super Bowl again.
3: Hmm.
1: All right, Daryl. Daryl, this is uh this has been a strong this was fun. This is a lot of fun. Strong conversation. We thank you very much for your time. <laughs> very enjoyed it. Uh, we really look forward to talking to you I, on I Friday. I was not
2: expecting that uh, that that locker verse <laughs> quote. Well,
1: I wanted to get because at first I was like, well, now we're we're being unfair, and I'm like, no, no now we're being fair. And Daryl's just doubling down, and I love it. Yeah. Daryl, thank you very yeah, much.
2: You don't like the script, whatever. All right, well, maybe you ought to work that out with Kevin. Oh. All right, Daryl, thank you. <laughs> you bet, guys.
1: Daryl Ryder. I mean, when you think about it, brought to you by Shabin Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. First
5: 15 plays, first 20. you trying to play within that. All right, this is where the ball usually go. You go throughout the week. You grow throughout the different looks. All right, this right, never been a fan of that.
1: All right, now well, what you say now, Daryl?
2: Whatever. <laughs>
1: Whoa!
2: <laughs> Boy, Daryl. Whatever. It's your job. It's your job to perform out there and execute the plays that are called. Plain and simple. And it's the coach's job to give you stuff that accentuates what you do best. Joe Flacco had no problem with the scripts, and he scored touchdowns. Joe Flacco's got one fewer touchdown pass in five games than Deshaun Watson had in 12. So, yeah, whatever.
1: Joe Writer with us. Last segment, tone your thoughts Strong commentary from Daryl. Tough talking,
3: Daryl. I mean, I kind of agree with him. I mean, you can't, if you're going to be the quarterback to get past all these guys that we are talking about in those teams, whether it's Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, two time MVP Lamar, okay, if, you're, if, if you need to get past them, and oh, by the way, CJ Stroud's coming. Neither of you are saying this for what it is. If you are trying to get past those teams, you can't just be a second-half quarterback. I mean, you've got to be start to finish. You've got to be a complete, consistent quarterback. He has not been consistent at all in the 12 games he's played with the Cleveland Browns. And his lows have been extremely, extremely low.
1: What, what did Houston do with him? I'm not asking you a question seeking an answer. I'm asking what did Houston – got to know, what did Houston do to help him? Because he wasn't just a quote-unquote second-half quarterback with the Houston Texans. So what happened? Yeah, he was he was awesome in Houston. That's, okay, that's so, unfortunately that has not been the guy we've gotten. All right, so so, far. so what was it? I mean, and, and by the way, he could just be saying he might have always had a script from college on, and he might just be saying I don't really like scripts. And that's not an unfair statement to say. I think maybe I'm being a little bit too soft about the situation here. But you can see this. You can't see the reasoning for this. And you guys can both say whatever and start doing tough talking stuff. But this is the guy no matter what. We're not getting out from under this. We're not getting the only thing we can do is try to make it better. Or we're going to be you can fire anybody you want to next year. It ain't going to make the situation any better if it doesn't work out. It's not going to make this any better. So you better figure out a way to make this work from.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: The word go and not the second quarter or the second half. I just think Deshaun Watson's speaking the truth. And we keep bringing up Flacco this and Flacco that. and how he was able to make it work. Yeah, man, I ain't got nothing against Joe Flacco. He's just not going to be here. The 39-year-old quarterback will not be quarterbacking the Browns next year. That's an old way of doing things, an old system. It's not going to work out that way this year. If Joe Flacco is the starting quarterback, would we go to the playoffs the entire for the entire year? Or would you think he'd be figured out? If he were the quarterback from week one, do you think we'd go to the playoffs? Or do you think he'd be figured out? Oof. Boy, that's a tough one. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm trying he, to ask. When he had a clean pocket, he was great. When he had a clean, po- clean pocket. So we'd have, he yeah. would have healthy offensive linemen, too. Okay. Maybe. But he ain't going to be here. So maybe he could. I don't know if he would. Maybe he would get figured out. I don't want to say a bunch of nasty things about Joe Flacco. I don't want to turn this into an anti-Flacco thing because I'm trying to speak for Watson. So I'm going to stop right then and there. He's a good quarterback. Joe Flacco's been a fine quarterback, and I appreciate what he did for the Cleveland Browns while he was here. But next year, he ain't going to be here. So I got to make it work with Deshaun Watson. I think we're getting mad at Deshaun Watson here for just telling us the truth. If you'd agree with him or disagree with him, that's the truth the way he sees it. Maybe he felt that way with Houston, and maybe for all we know, he felt that
3: way with yeah, the think, Clemson Tigers. I think this is – you're getting at what is so difficult with Deshaun is right now it, there doesn't seem to be an obvious blueprint to get him to look like the Deshaun of Houston. What is that blueprint? Hey guys, these guys what is is just, it? Oh, I don't know what it is, Anthony. It's up to them to figure it out. Like, we
1: just think these guys, like Mahomes and stuff, they just drop out of the sky, and in some cases they do. All right? But, like, it take, it takes work. You have to work with them. It has to go together. I mean, Andy Reid did not sabotage anybody. He just happens to have a better quarterback and he works better with that quarterback, and they've obviously had an embarrassment of riches together. You've got to be able to work with these guys. And it, you're gonna to have to make it happen with Deshaun Watson. You don't just get the quarterback and oh, here you go. Like it's gotta to work together, or the defenses are gonna figure you out. Two one six four seven four double O ninety two. double ninety two. I, I'm not going to get mad at Deshaun Watson for just telling me the truth. Oh, Aaron and Cleveland, turn it all down. Turn it down. This is loud of hell. I got to run from you. All right, Coach Mark in Shaker Heights, you're next up on the fan. Hello.
6: Man, I am. Oh, well, good morning, fellas. But I'm tired of us talking about Joe Flacco as if were to insane. Now, we all enjoy it. And whoever, whoever's listening, hear me clearly. We all enjoyed the ride. But let's speak on it for what it really was. In, in December third, we lost to L.A. He threw two interceptions. All right, uh, oh, 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 oh he threw one interception. Uh, in Jacksonville, we uh, we won that game. They weren't that good. they're not even a playoff team. And and he threw an interception uh, against Chicago. We beat them, but they were terrible. He threw three ints. December twenty fourth, we played Houston without C, uh, without drop. I noticed you're only using test. the
3: interceptions. You know, he threw touchdowns too, <laughs> and lots yes, of them. he did.
6: But let me play. Well, you're,
3: you're just painting. So, a very narrow portrait of what the Flacco experience was like. Go ahead. No, they were, they were number two in the NFL in explosive pass plays since the moment he took over.
6: But also, if you're going, if you're going Do you to know where they right? were with Watson? Hold on, hold on. Were they let me, let they were 28th. Me, oh. Can I speak on that? Go ahead. So what I'm saying to you is this. At the end of the day, Joe Flacco beat bum teams. He beat bum teams. New York Jets was a bum team. Houston was a bum team without C.J. Stroud. Chicago was a bum team. Jacksonville didn't make the playoffs. They were a better teams but didn't make the playoffs. They're, LA wasn't it, a Yeah, bum but team. you got I got to don't tell you mean, though.
1: Mark 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 Mark. See, I don't want to turn this into a tit for tat. See, I, you can't I appreciate what Joe Flacco did, but like Arizona, they're a bum team. Tennessee's a bum team. You, I mean, like I, saying, I don't want to do this. I don't want to I don't want to make this nasty on Watson or Flacco. I I, I but, just know but, I got to make it but, work with with Watson.
6: But Cleveland is? But Cleveland has done that and acting like these two interceptions per game didn't harness. i tell you what, Watson didn't do a throw two interceptions for a game. He didn't do that. He didn't do And let me tell you something about X's and O's. I
3: mean, he's also it's not, not really Jimmy throwing the ball so. down it's the field. I mean, there's, there's, there's a reason. I mean, they, they there well, wasn't as much. Got pick got six on a screen. Yeah. I, now I'm doing it. That's true. You know but there, there wasn't exactly the same amount of trust in Watson in yeah, the I, passing I game. What?
6: Right? I'm not denying that. We all saw a better passing game. But what I'm trying to say to you is, it's not about X's and O's. It's also about Jimmy's and Joe's. If I try to run a wing T offense with Joe Flacco, what would our record be? Okay, so what I'm saying to you is you can't run a style for someone that does it. And you know what say are about Steven? To be honest, David and Joku getting him more involved. Now, whether that was Deshaun Watson's fault or whether that was Tafansky's fault, what I'm just saying to you is it is very important to call plays according to the person's ability. You don't make your plays. Uh, uh, fit somebody's ability, you make sure your plays are going according to somebody's ability. Nice. So to be honest, P.J. Walker is just as valuable as Joe Flacco and DTR is just as valuable because they even beat better teams. They beat the Raiders, uh, Deshaun Watson. Well, I'll see. And P.J. Mean... Walker beat Pittsburgh. I'm, I'm just saying, it was a collective effort against the playoffs, B- not just Joe B- Flacco. B- he caught the batter, the latter end of the stick and it was a terrible on team that we were played. Alright, Mark, done. thank you for the call.
3: So I mean, he is he is, he is Rock, absolutely Michigan. right. He's absolutely right that it wasn't a murderer's row. I mean, he's he's right there. You, that wasn't the real Houston team. The Bears, while they were they were as hot as the Bears could possibly be, they weren't a great team. No, they were not a playoff team. So he's he's absolutely right. The Jets. I mean, it seemed like their their season was over. They did not really show up, you know, for that game. But I, yeah, I got to give the Browns credit too. I just wonder what David Njoku and Amari Cooper think it, it, with an honest moment because. The trajectory of their play totally changed once Joe Flacco took over. Can we be can we be honest about that? I mean, they're getting fed the ball. You can't help but be happy when you're getting fed. Hell, even even David Bell
1: all of a sudden. <laughs> and what about Elijah Moore? Yeah.
3: I mean Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't I don't know if it
1: matters
7: who's the quarterback.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? Next year's a new year. It is. Aaron in Cleveland. Aaron
7: Hello. Hey, how you doing? I apologize for that noise earlier. Oh, that but, was uh, you who
1: got back in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Or, I mean, no! go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
7: No, I was uh, commenting on the, uh, the guy Darrell earlier about the uh, incident where you should change play calling, or should you change have a a person of call plays other than Stefanski. I only, I don't, you know, either way is okay with me. I just think there needs to be better adjustment later in the game cuz Deshaun he says he don't like the script. I get it. I I don't know if I'm wrong about it or not, but my opinion was that I think he's right because we we become predictable. And then you'll do, you'll double down on the player that you know that Deshaun is going to look to go to. You're going to double down on uh Cooper. You're going to double down on uh Injoku. So it's, it's, it's just, I think we need better adjustment playing. But he better.
1: says, see, I, I don't want to, I, I think we might be starting to blow this thing out of proportion here. I don't, uh-huh. He says he's never liked a script. That could be Dabo Sweeney. You understand what I'm yeah. saying,
7: Aaron? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, I know I that mean, Dabo I, wasn't I his know. OC,
1: but yeah, I mean, th- th- that's my point of it, Aaron. Thank you very much for the call. Like, we're, we're focused on the Browns, and so we're focused on Kevin Stefanski. That very much is clear but I don't want to just go after Deshaun Watson for what he said because he may, may very well not like it. And there could be a point where Kevin Stefanski goes, yeah, but this is why you're so much better in the second quarter throughout the rest after this because we know what defenses are keying on with you and so you can be better throughout it. So there's always another side to it. they got to trust each other is what I'm trying to tell everybody. Trust is the biggest issue here. It's going to be the biggest thing forward. If they trust each other, they're going to win. If not, then there's going to be a lot of hurt feelings, a lot of bitter people out there. And it's going to last for in the next few years because that contract ain't going away. So we're just going to be in Brown's prison. And prison tends to hold a lot of people who hold a lot of bitterness. So that's where we'll be. So they either trust each other or all going to be mad at each other. One of the two. So they better figure out a way to be on the same page. If that includes modifying the script, if that includes, I don't want to throw out a script because you've got to figure out what a defense is going to do, but modifying the type of plays that you call in the script, then you go right on ahead and do so. But you got to figure out a way to just trust each other. And frankly, I do think that we could be blowing this way out of proportion for what he had said in that moment. 216 474 0092. Give me two minutes to get something off my chest about the Cavs. We got Leigh coming up at nine. We got to talk about this embarrassment of riches, upwards of $21 million being spent on NIL for the Cleveland Bronx. But I'm telling just give me two minutes. I'll get back to the whole Watson thing. I know everybody wants to say he's a bad guy and a bad quarterback. Hold on. Give me two minutes to say something I want to say about the Cavs. I've been holding it in on show. Coming in next on The Fan. We're on the air, Andy. Yes, we're on the air. Everybody's
3: on the air. Andy, wanted to say something. Um, yeah, you too. Number one. Andy bursts in. and goes, you guys going to talk Jason Kelsey? <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> he did. He
1: had his shirt off. He All right. said, let's do it. Uh, give me two minutes go to ahead. get this off go, my chest. Go, go, guys, go. Guys, I, I know one what minute. I said about the Cavs being contenders, and I'm not saying anything until February 12th about them being serious contenders. Contenders to me is that they can hoist... The, the Larry O'Brien trophy, because what on Friday, apparently we had a Cavs beat reporter on who wrote that. Even though I wasn't on, we had, which was, we had a Cavs beat reporter on on Friday. That's a great move by them. Well done. (laughs) Well done. Daryl, Danny, good job. All you guys, Mitch Owen, well done by you. So you guys have the Cavs guy on and he says they're contenders, right? Right. I'm not saying they're contenders to hoist the Larry O'Brien Trophy until February 12th. And by the way, they don't got to win that game. They just got to play within that realm. And I'm going to go, okay, they're finally there. But I'm going to tell you this. I know that they're not beating great teams. Just because they're not beating great teams does not mean I'm going to come in here and just pick one of the three guys that we always talk about and a little bit of Jared Allen too. I want to throw him in there as well. The four guys that we usually talk about and turn my mic on and go, you know what? We could be a lot better by trading this guy. It seems every single effing day I come in here after a Cavs win, somebody in our media brethren, one of my media brethren, picks Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, Evan Mobley now, and Jared Allen as one of four guys that you can just trade. You can just trade. It's not an addition by subtraction enterprise, guys. It's not that way. I bet, I bet in an in a honest moment, J.B. Bickerstaff, why do you think they're playing their asses off against these teams? He's creating confidence. He's a good coach who knows what he's doing. He might not be the guy to be guiding them over the hump. Things change in the NBA, but I'm going to give J.B. Bickerstaff his credit and say that he is a good basketball coach who knows what he's doing. So it's not just roll the basketball out and lose basketball games and not care. He knows they can't do that. He knows his bosses can't do that. And his biggest boss is certainly not going to allow such a thing because none of them would be around, certainly at least J.B. Bickerstaff, right? So they're going to play their – almost said another word. They're going to play their asses off, and they're going to try to win these games, and they're going to blow teams out while they're doing it. And they've played uh, the Bucks without Giannis and Cedric Middleton. I mean, I saw that. Andy was right when he said the NBA might come down on, on Milwaukee because it wasn't just like they weren't playing Giannis. That was an unprofessional effort by by it, it, by that team. On national the, television. On national television. I mean, for the people who paid for tickets, usually I'm like, hey, tough bleep. You know, we got to get ready you for the postseason. You got to see season. Isaac Okoro, but man. Shut down Dame Lillard. I mean, guys, that was an unprofessional effort by the Milwaukee Bucks. This almost makes me wonder, if, like, what are you doing? Are you trying to prove a point? Anyway, I just... I can't come in here every single time they win a game without one of these guys and say it's a reason you could trade them. All right, so who there we trade? Who are we, <laughs> trading? Oh, we trade? Oh, we trade Mitchell, a, in honesty, Darius Garland, or Evan Mobley. The, 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 it, should we do a board? Yeah, it should be addition. And by addition, you're going to have to give up something. I know that. Well, yeah, hey, Isaac Cora is playing tremendous defense. Guten tag. Sam Merrill. All right, let's not get crazy here. Like crazy, you got to give up something to get something. I know he is ten times the shooter Max Strus is. <laughs> Well, are you going to be able to get rid of Max Struce, the Struess Moose? I think. Do you they, want to give up on that already? I think already? They, they love Max
3: Struce. Okay, thirty two percent three point shooting. Boy,
1: you just you you find a bone and you will just not let that thing go, will you? I, I, that's all I'm going to say. Like I I know you can stuck in the mud. He's the Super Bowl Super Browns. The Cavs win eight in a row or seven in a row. He doesn't want to say no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. The Browns next year will have expectations and their regular season will not be the same type of regular season it is this year. The Cavs this year have expectations. A la, their regular season is not the same regular season it was last year, even two years ago. It's certainly not that. I'm glad they've won seven in a row. I'm certainly happier that they haven't lost seven in a row. But I just don't like the discourse of any time they beat one of these teams that are suck-ass, terrible basketball teams to begin with, well, this is a reason we can... Get rid of one of these guys and move on. If you want to talk about moving on from any of these guys, we'll have plenty of time to do it in June and July. Plenty of time. I don't need to rush in here and and, and turn my mic on as fast as I possibly can. And, oh, yeah, I get on the air. All right, we gotta get rid of Evan Mobley. What are you doing? Stop. They are the four seed Stop. in the Eastern. The four seed in the East. We get this means we can trade Evan Mobley. And they played the, the Knicks. four seed in the
3: East. They play the Knicks in the well, first this round. This means
1: we can trade Donovan Mitchell. Okay. Well, no, that doesn't mean that. If they go out and they get their asses handed to them again by New York, then hey, everything's up up for grabs. I'll admit that. I'm not saying you can never talk about it, but during a seven-game winning streak, and where we're trying to add, no, it's not addition by subtraction with this group. We have to get to the summertime, and then we'll figure it out. All right, that's all I'm going to say. Go ahead. I, back to you. Got me excited. Everybody getting upset with Deshaun Watson and all the other stuff. Let me to take Jordan and Manhattan. Go ahead jordan in manhattan better than jason in manhattan he's next up and he's listening on the free odyssey app hello
4: yeah hey guys how's it going um i gotta say with watson you know it's got to be a problem of motivation flacco said something along the lines that he wanted to play again because he didn't know when it was going to be like the end of his career whereas watson he's already got that big paycheck right and we really have to compare it to our own lives like I only make 200000 a year, and if I was guaranteed that for the next five years, no matter what, even if I was fired, then I my, my work would suffer. Jordan, like, what, calculate my work, that
3: before we do the congratulations on all your success. Uh, what would that be in Cleveland, Ohio money?
4: Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Probably, what, 50000
3: Boy, that's it oh in, New in New York What's City?
4: In New York City? What's your rent? What's right your now? rent? What's your rent? Thirty one hundred a month for a one one and two (laughs) fifty for parking every (laughs) month. Congratulations on all your success.
1: Come home. home. What are you doing out there? Come home.
4: I know. Well, you
1: sound like my mom. She keeps wanting me to come home, Jordan. Use the skills skills you've developed. Come on home. Yeah, come on home. Hey, honestly, Jordan, how old are you?
4: Uh, I am thirty seven, and I could work at the Cleveland Clinic and UH and all that jazz because I sell medical equipment. We
1: have a brain drain problem historically in our city you're not what what type of dinner are you make it in new york come here bring the energy back here
4: jordan that's all i'm gonna say uh cleveland doesn't have quite everything that new york city has to offer okay so but, we don't got three anyways, sushi
3: <laughs> the korean barbecue neighborhood
4: yeah you, you hit the hit it on the head He's but yeah I, they don't you're have the climbers river, here man. that's the bad thing
3: yeah there you go well, jordan
1: thank you very much <laughs> yeah, for the but, call Oh, go ahead. What did you want to say? What did you want to finish with? Go ahead. Oh,
4: because, like, why even make the playoffs when you could start your summer vacation like three months early, right? You know, he's still going to be making that money, so it would be like doing more work for no money at all. It's like, what is he going to do it for? The glory? What does he care? That's like me trying to make employee of the month, which would be the playoffs, and what's the Super Bowl? Employee of the year? What do I care if I'm already getting paid for the next five years?
1: Well, see, this is where it is. Jordan, I didn't want to talk about that. I just wanted to talk about bringing you back home because the other part upsets me. I What he does is a very public enterprise, Deshaun Watson. I think in some ways you can tell that, yes, what's said about him bothers him. That's why he does the podcast. That's why he does these type of things. He knows he can't go out there and play because he's been carrying his arm around in a sling. So he's got to try to get people on board with him some way, no, no matter what. And so you could say $230 million. I don't give a damn what you think of me. And in the end, if he ends up being terrible, that is what he will do to comfort himself. Obviously, everybody wants to be comfortable. But I can tell, I think it bothers him. I think it bothers him that these conversations are had. I think it bothers him that people in Cleveland are calling in to say that we should keep Joe Flacco and try to find a way out of this deal. I think it bothers him because it's a competitive enterprise. So I'm never going to say, at least not right now, I'm not going to accuse him of not caring. I think he really cares. Coming up next, Doug Maurice. He really cares about Ohio State, where, um, boy, you guys are just going to be compared to Yankee fans coming up here, aren't you? Because $21 million in NIL, what a hell of a number. It's win or go home now. Ken and Anthony Lyman, live on the fan.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.